Welcome to Eyes West, the podcast for movers looking for a new place to live in the American West and the connections to get it done. Here's your host, Dick Crawford. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Dick Crawford, and that introduction today was from Sue Wise in Olympia, Washington. She's our guest today, and Sue and I have trained in the same network network for many, many years, and we uh, certainly enjoy our work as realtors, and we often trade stories. So this will be a wonderful opportunity for our listeners to get to know Sue and the area that she serves up there in Olympia. Sue, how are you doing this fine day? I'm just wonderful, Dick. I think we have a little rain here, and uh, but it's okay. all good. We love the rain in the Northwest. All right, there you go. That's part of the program up there. That's very good. Well, let's just jump right in. How or why, uh, but how did you get into real estate and get to this point in your career? Well, uh, I was born and raised in Olympia, and I worked for the state of Washington for 30 years, mostly Department of Natural Resources. And the last few years I was there, I worked in the real estate section as the special use lease manager. And then I came to 30 years and needed to, you know, move on to my next career. So I had gotten involved in real estate there and just decided it was a good path for me. So I became a realtor, and that was almost 23 years ago. Oh, very good. And I've never looked back. Very good. Yeah, sometimes uh, we just uh, make a change like that, and it fits us. Well, before yes. we go uh, too much further, I have, I have three very quick questions uh, that are about you, actually. Uh, what is your approach to this business? How do you operate? Well, as you know, Dick, I do business by referral. Um, I just, it's a fun way to do business. You get uh, credibility from people who I've known or have been clients of mine and they pass my name on to someone else. I try to make sure that everyone has a good experience. Everything within my control is, is good and I really enjoy working like that. Um, so it's it's a lot better than going out and doing cold calling or knocking door to door. That's just not me. Um, yes. I'm all about creating relationships with people and having long-term uh, connections with them. That's very good. Very good. That, that does make the business a lot more fun for us. Yes. Now, as, as realtors, we wear a lot of different hats. Um, as you know, we often joke about that, but... Um, but it's true. We do just do a lot of different things uh, during the course of a transaction. What is your favorite hat to wear as a realtor or maybe, you know, favorite one or two hats? I would say, you know, my business is probably half listings and half sales. Um, but I really enjoy going out and looking for houses with the buyer. It's, it's quite an adventure. There's always something different. I get to... Um, know them a little bit better, and I, I think that's so much fun. On the flip side of that, though, sellers are another, um, another important part of my business. <laughs> well, no, no, not a challenge. They are an opportunity to help 
people um, to help people get to their goals and so forth. And, and I would say most of my time in state employment had to do with problem solving and management. And mm. I get to do a lot of that, especially with sellers and, you know, helping them get their houses ready for the market and mm-hmm. making the decisions and helping them meet their goals. You know, that's a, that's a very interesting answer because uh, uh, buyers and sellers are, or their needs are very, very different in many ways. And they're also very much the same because it's a, it's a big, big transition regardless of whether you're buying or selling. And sometimes people are doing both. So being yeah. able to, uh, to wear the hats that are on both sides of that, that coin um, is, is a very good one. So kudos to you. And kudos to you for enjoying both sides because sometimes... Uh, I do. Sometimes people enjoy one side or the other. What do you sure. do to uh, help your clients feel comfortable in that process? Well, I always feel that communication is the utmost importance. And I listen to them uh, carefully to make sure I'm going in the direction that they want to go and just make sure that they're part of the process as well, that they are familiar with the area if they aren't already. Um, and that part is, is really fun. I've, I know this area so well. And even after living here for, for so long and then getting into real estate, I've learned the area so much better than I ever knew it before that, that's because a- it comes from teaching people. And getting out there and just doing it. Somebody says, hey, I want to go look over in this area. And you say, well, you know, I've only been over in that area a couple of times. This will be great. We'll learn something new here. Right. It's always an adventure. It it truly is. truly is. Um, We otherwise can get stuck in our own little little funnel or tunnel. But when we've got other people suggesting we, you know, go take a look over here or take a look at it this way, we do actually learn quite a bit and helps us grow. So yes. you you are in the Olympia, Washington area. What uh, for our listeners to get a little more uh, acclimated, if you will, if they're looking at the map. What what cities or areas do you serve around Olympia? Well, uh, primarily Thurston County, uh, which includes Olympia, Lacey, Tumwater. Those are the three main municipal areas that are right together. You hardly know when you go from one to the other. Uh, if you're not from here, you don't know. Um, and then there's outlying areas and so forth. We are about 60 miles south of Seattle. Um, some people may know that a little better. And, of course, Olympia is the capital city of Washington. Yes. Um, there are areas that are more rural, uh, like Yelm, Rainier, Tenino, Rochester. And then I also go into some of the surrounding communities. We are um, a military-based community through the Joint Base Lewis-McChord, uh, or JBLM as we call it. Um, my house is about 15 minutes from there. So uh, people who come there never really know the area and know where they want to live. So I end up taking them a lot of different directions. But the surrounding counties include Lewis, Grace Harbor, Mason, some of Pierce County. 
So it's it sound sounds pretty widespread. I was looking at the map earlier, and uh, because of its, its rural nature as well as its you know, bit of a city nature, there's there's quite a mm -hmm. bit of, of differences. So people do want to kind of see everything, I would imagine. Yes. Well, and yes. and if Absolutely. you uh, if if you take people around and and they say, well, hey, we'd like to go over there. That's another you know thirty minutes that direction, and and in your opinion, it's a little bit outside your area of expertise. Do you you know realtors in the area that you could refer them to if for some reason they decide, well, maybe we need to go a little bit further out? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, if it's within reason and I know the area well enough, certainly I take them myself, but I have connections all over the world. Um, but especially in the Northwest, I have a lot of connections. So people right. will always have a good um, experience and, and person to hand off to. Yeah, that, that's important, people. That's a good word for it, hand off. Because, um, yeah, sometimes it's a little daunting and they, they show up and they realize, you know, gosh, this isn't exactly what we thought it would be. Let's, let's, uh, let's rethink this. So it's nice to know that they'd have somebody they can be handed off to if it's outside your area of expertise. What, yes, what, and uh, a lot of my connections, we we go back and forth. Like someone may not know exactly where they want to be at first, and so we just work together. It's it's a team effort. That, that's really what it ends up being. It's so true. And supporting each other as realtors, we know that um, we're going to be helping each other back and forth. So it's real easy to to jump jump on the wagon and and help them when they need when they need it. So uh, yeah, good. Good, good, good. Well, you, you touched on a little bit of, of what the area was like, and I know it's basically at sea level. Um, yes. What, what could one expect in terms of mountains and rivers and lakes and, and things like that versus urban or suburban or, or whatnot? What's, you know, how, what's, well, like, we're, what's the land we're kind of a, like? I mean, Seattle is real the, the urban area. Uh, and maybe even Tacoma as well, which is in between Seattle and Olympia. Olympia is suburban, I would call it suburban, and then surrounded by some rural areas. Um, there are everything from mountains. I mean, we are so central. We're an hour and a half to the ocean beach, hour and a half to Mount Rainier, a uh, little over an hour to Mount St. Helens, which is an active volcano, but... I mean, I wouldn't say it's real active, but it has been in the past, which is very interesting. Yes. We're two hours north of Portland. Um, all kinds of rivers and lakes and so forth in this area. And, and you're, um, you're far enough away from the, from the um, population and such of Seattle and all of that so that one can enjoy the suburbia, enjoy the rural, and as you say, be centrally located like that. Yes, yes, now, absolutely. You mentioned some of the government um, uh, influence, if you will, by having their facilities nearby. What's what's the general vibe? Is it is is there a college nearby? Are there what's and what's the uh, the business environment like? You know, I know there's tech firms up there in Redmond and such, um, but what's what's the vibe in Olympia? Um, we do have the Evergreen State College, uh, which is liberal arts primarily. I understand it's famous all over the United States. Um, and we have a 
a local South Puget Sound Community College, also a satellite uh, of, um, school of the Washington State University, which is mainly located in uh, eastern Washington, near Spokane. So um, also state government. So we have a lot of, lot of small businesses, uh, state government, um, microbreweries, just a miscellaneous combination microbreweries, of a lot of coffee, things. Microbreweries, coffee, and, and government. That's a good mix. <laughs> yes. I, I, I think absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, and now that I think about it, isn't um, state and local government uh, for for the the very very local uh, area, state and, and local government um, isn't that pretty much the the major employer in 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 Olympia itself? Yes, yes, it is. Um, County and so forth, and Olympia, Lacey, and Tumwater being so close together, they do all have separate governments. And then we have the Port of Olympia, and um, so who brings in a lot of the businesses? There's a lot of growth in um, light industrial, for instance. Okay, good, very good. So you've got a stable employment with some of the government. Uh, work, but you've also got pretty vibrant other industries that are that are providing employment on a, maybe on a smaller scale, but a little bit more more diverse. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. We also have I forgot to mention uh, St. Martin's College, um, and so and a lot of great schools here. So it's a great place for teachers and also uh, first responders. All right, very good. Um, and you you said um, I think I think before we we started our formal talk here, you mentioned you've got some rain going on right now. Um, you uh, you do experience all four seasons to a degree. I, I don't think you get too much snow, but you do have uh, all all four seasons. What are the yeah. extremes and and what are some of the popular activities throughout the year uh, as as you experience all four seasons? Sure. Um, you know, snow, we may have an episode or two, or some winters we have nothing. Um, black ice is more common than snow when we get some uh, cold weather. And every once in a while we have a windstorm or two. Um, nothing extreme, though. It's always kind of exciting when we have a big storm coming. Um, and, of course, high school sports, normally, when COVID is not in the game plan, um, <laughs> lots of high school sports, and we have all kinds of, you know, there are parks with, that have concerts all summer long. There's a lot of historical, you know, historical museum, Washington State Museum, the... Um, Historical Olympia Brewery is located in Tumwater, but there's a brand new craft brewing area going in there now and other microbrew pubs in the area. So we like our beer. Um, Washington Performing Arts is a very popular place in Olympia. While you could go to Seattle area for 
live theater. Um, they have a lot of concerts and um, smaller performances here in Olympia. Another real popular thing is the Arts Walk. Um, usually in the spring and fall with a parade of the species twice a year and local parades on special holidays. Also, this has been one of my favorite things throughout my life is visiting the Olympic Peninsula. So Ooh, yes. it's maybe, you know, following Highway 101 around the loop, as we call it, which can be done in a weekend, but, you know, we used to go camping there and spend a week or two on the peninsula, and there's so many things in that Olympic National Forest oh, uh, that are really fun to see. So, so being centrally located, as we as we mentioned before, um, uh, a long long weekend getaway or a day trip, uh, even if you're going up to Seattle uh, for the day, all of that is well within reach. And look at the diversity you've got: Seattle versus the uh, the peninsula. Uh, absolutely. That, that and then in. Fun. Yeah, absolutely. And then in two and a half hours or so, you could be in eastern Washington um, where the weather is completely different. It's, it's hotter, it, more extreme temperatures over there, colder okay. in the winter, more snow in the winter, um, desert areas, uh, four hours to wine country. Um, okay. And of course, lots of skiing in the mountains. And the beautiful Snoqualmie Falls Resort is just amazing. If we go a little west, we have the Little Creek Casino, which is lots of fun, lots of activities from car shows to, um, you know, the gambling. And my favorite, they have a fantastic seafood bar. <laughs> Very good. Very, at, at the casino? Yes. All right. Well, that sounds like a very good, um, again, being centrally located and having the diversity that you do. That sounds like a, a very good opportunity for people who maybe uh, are up there for other reasons, but they really like to get out and do different things. Uh, and I like, the, I like the difference between the weather with you and eastern Washington and then the difference between Seattle and, and the peninsula. Uh, yes. That's, those are very good uh, and wide differences that people can enjoy. So there's always... Sounds like there's something for everyone. Well, and there's it's it's also not a far uh, trip to go up to Seattle and beyond. Get on the ferry, go to the San Juan Islands. Yes, that's really an amazing trip. I uh, I once camped on Bainbridge Island in a little uh -huh. park there with a full view of the Seattle skyline, and here we had a little. Oh yeah. We, I don't, I don't, I can't say we had a campfire going. I can't remember that specifically, but we were sitting there looking <laughs> right across the sound at Seattle and uh, got into our sleeping bags and enjoyed a good night's sleep. So it's 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 a it's a different world uh, when you can do something like that. It's really enjoyable. Yes, absolutely. Why uh, why do people relocate to your area? Is it you know in terms of retirement or people or Tax relief, what's, what are some of the reasons people relocate? Well, you know, there's a myriad of reasons. We are a military-based community, as I mentioned, so there are many who stay here after retiring from the military. 
Uh, some come from Oregon or, or California to retire. We don't have a state income tax, um, so they like that. Also, there's snowbirds who live here in the summer and go south for the winter. Uh, some like the rural areas where they can still find some acreage with a country feel. Our, our price point is um, more affordable than the more urban areas like Seattle and Tacoma. Um, state employment well, state employees brings a lot of of our buyers and sellers, and of course, the one that's probably common for everyone is grandchildren. Uh, they want to move move to find their grandchildren or come here to be with their grandchildren or yes Grand, so grandchild, those, grandchildren seekers. The ones yes. that seek them out, they cannot. They can run, but they can't hide. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, you know, one of our other employers that I forgot to mention is uh, Providence Medical Group. So we have two hospitals in the area, but um, that brings a lot of people back and forth to this area. Is, is that, uh, or are those, uh, either of those research facilities as well, or, or primarily what you might, you know, consider just a straight hospital? The hospitals, and um, and we have a lot of urgent care clinics and that sort of thing. Okay, so there's there's that um, slice of the labor force uh, in in healthcare. That's a good draw for them. Yes. Now, for those people who are not working remotely these days, um, what's the what's the local outlook for employment in terms of, you know, you do have a mix of businesses and we talked about government and such, but any future prospects? Is there any change in the air with big name companies involved or any particular industry on the rise? Um, other than, you know, I've seen a lot of light industrial uh, distribution centers and other than that, a general mix of, of businesses First responders come here. Um, I have heard that um, we have a small airport in Tumwater that I understand there's plans five to ten years down the road for that to be developed into a place where the large airplanes would actually yes. come in. I, I, I've heard... Uh, or read in in a few different articles that that retirees are are looking for just a couple of things beyond the grandchildren. They're looking for health care and a good airport, um, so that you know if they do need health care, they've got it. And so they're looking for a good hospital or area with a good hospital. And if they want to take off, you know, for any particular time for any particular reason, they've got a decent airport, so they don't have sure. to. You know, um, take too much time traveling in and out. So if you've got a regional yeah. airport that's being developed over the next few years, um, that that checks that box. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how large of planes they're going to be able to get in and out of there, but the SeaTac airport also is just less than an hour away. Yes. Well, even in, in the regional airports with some of the, the smaller jet travel that's being developed now, um, that's perfect. Uh, people mm-hmm. can people mm-hmm. can get regionally, you know, from a an hour and a half flight, they can get uh, pretty far with one of these smaller jets, and they're becoming more and more affordable. So, good. Uh, 
a regional airport with prospects for the future and a good healthcare industry and some stable employment in government and mm -hmm. and the mix that all of that brings in people how would a would a new person get involved in the community are there any you know any homegrown groups or any particular home homegrown um, causes that people could get involved in oh there's just uh, about as many things that you can think up to volunteer with um, Obviously, we have a homeless issue, as most mid-sized to larger communities do. Um, so there's programs like Sidewalk that helps uh, get people into homes, and a lot of Habitat for Humanity. Um, gosh, just amazing things that you could whatever you're interested in, you could volunteer for. There was some phrase that I read that, that uh, Olympia is the cultural center of southern Puget Sound area. Um, what kind mm -hmm. of cultural things can people, um, you know, either volunteer for or just quote-unquote get involved with, you know, along the, along the lines of the arts and things like that? Yeah, well, the arts walk is a big thing. We're twice twice a year normally, not COVID years, but um, they have a walk all around. They put uh, art in every merchant's store, and then people walk around and they look at it, and they have coupons, and they have um, parades and so forth. And it's, yeah, it's a very cultural downtown area. That's a pretty cool um, idea. Yeah, that's, and the parade cool. of the species is fascinating. Yeah, what's that all uh, about? People, people dress up. It's kind of like in to in celebrate the environment and so far forth. One funny thing I saw one year was my one of my friends dressed up as a fly. Her and her friend dressed up as a fly and went it went into a bar, and then they took a picture because <laughs> they were bar flies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, People have all kinds of things. We also have an annual pet parade down there that's very fun. Well, that's good. Where they so, take their pets. Take their pets and parade them around. So yeah. Yeah, there, there are a lot of different uh, annual events and a lot of different cultural events as well as humanitarian uh, causes and, and such that people can get involved in. That's good. Sounds like a very yeah. good mix. And they can do it in the warmth of the summer or in the cool of the winter. They can pick and choose their seasons, too. Yes, yes, now, absolutely. Now, you, I think you've had uh, maybe within, within Olympia, I think uh, you've had something like 10% growth um, between uh, 2000 2010 censuses. I uh, probably mm -hmm. had a similar growth, if not maybe a little bit more, between now and, and, and the last one in 2010. Uh, how's the growth going? How are how are the natives responding, and and how's that? You know, how's how's the community handling that growth? Um, you know, it's a very friendly community, and um, the growth is welcome. During the COVID, of course, we've lost a few of the smaller businesses, but I also see them being replaced by others. Um, we've seen some restaurants go, some restaurants open. Um, so I think they're handling it fairly well overall. All right, good. 
Good, and, and our, um, you mentioned the uh, regional airport with some plans. Are other other services, you know, keeping up, you know, infrastructure and and such? Is is that trying to is that doing well to keep the pace with with the population growth? Yes, yes. There's a lot of construction projects going on, um, both road construction, um, the and downtown Olympia has also. Oh gosh, the buildings are just springing up down there with some apartment buildings that are are for low-income housing and some that are market rent, um, all varieties, really. Some that Good. have a view of the water and so forth. So, um, yeah, big projects happening down there. Now, what about the uh, cost of living? Uh, California's cost of living can be pretty brutal in, in, in many ways. How does your cost of living compare to California? What's, what's uh, you know, for, for starters, what's the cost of a gallon of gas? We're at about 250 a gallon right now. Okay. Um, and, you know, if, if you were to go out for an evening, I'd say you'd spend some time somewhere between 100, 200, depending on what you want to do, whether you drink, whether you, you know, movie tickets or $10. Um, and then, of course, CenturyLink Field in Seattle is where we go for most major games, ball games or um, monster trucks or whatever. Those tickets can be anywhere from 250 to 1,000, depending on where you want to. Sure. Want to go? So n not, of course, not too different from from uh, many big metros. Not too different at all. And and right. a gal gallon of gas uh, is a little bit more than the national average, but not too much more. And it's still about uh, 70, 70, 75 cents below what we see here in California. So uh, so that's great. Right. Now, yeah. how about taxes? Uh, there's there's no income taxes in in Washington. Um, no. What about local sales tax and, and property taxes? Um, the sales tax is 9.3%. Um, and then as far as property tax, um, in Thurston County here, the average effective rate is 1.09%. Is um, in Olympia, the municipal tax rate is about 272 per 1,000 in assessed value. But then the school districts can levy an additional property tax, okay. um, which so, is $4.33 in Olympia. I don't so have the figures for all, all the areas. but um, You don't have all the areas right at your fingertips? <laughs> <laughs> Not off the top of my head, no. And, and you said $272 per thousand? Two dollars and seventy-two cents per thousand. Per, per, per uh, yeah, I'm sorry, that would be a, a ridiculous rate, two seventy-two. But so yeah. two dollars <laughs> and seventy-two cents. So that's like I don't know, point zero two uh, percent. So uh, fairly low property taxes. We're we're at a one percent base here in California, but um, we've got a lot of. You know, we we love to layer, put put a lot of different uh, frostings on that cake, and layer in more sure. and more taxes, so we can be up yes. in the in the one point two, and some of the local assessments can take it higher than that. So you're you're within right. within reason, I would say, in terms of you know, relative to California. 
and yeah. with no income and, tax. Right, right. And there are laws that put a cap on how much a property owner can be charged and the amount of increase that can be assessed in a year. But, of course, there's also voter-approved increases to property taxes. Yes, yes. That get put in there, assessments and school bonds and levies. and right. Inner-city transit was a recent one. Well, and that's all to fuel the, the growth and such. And to some degree, I'm sure yeah. that takes the place of, of having no income taxes. So maybe it would be... Correct. Uh, it would behoove somebody to maybe Google the... Uh, the effective property tax rate in their area, or even right. better, call Sue and she can help you out. So that's yes. good. It, it's it's a moving well, target. Well, yes. Well, while we're on the subject of taxes, I will say and put a plug in for the Realtors Association because we work very hard at um, making sure that the legislature doesn't get carried away in taxing uh, our clients or anything that affects the housing industry. Good. And that's a we tall try to order. to keep it within reason. That's yeah, a, That's it a is. tall order to keep those guys in line. It doesn't matter what state you live in. So it good. is. That's good to know. You've got an active association to, uh, to put those values forward and make them fall in line. Now, right. what, a, what about um, average home prices? Uh, Southern California cities, depending upon where you go, uh, from L.A. to San Diego, can have... Average home price six hundred, seven hundred thousand dollars, all the way up to well over a million dollar average. Um, right. Uh, what's your average home price, and what's that home look like up in in Olympia and such? Um, the the median list price is four seventy five. Uh, we don't have a lot of homes over a million. We have a few. Um, and then sales prices, the median sales price is 390. But for 390, you can get, um, let's say, a newer three-bedroom, two-bath house, maybe a two-story house, two and a half baths, um, built anywhere from 1990 to to close to 2015. Okay. I would estimate you get into new construction, you're going to get um, new construction might go upper threes to however high you want to go, pretty much. Sure. Well, sure. Not well, over a million. And and you've got uh, townhomes and and condos as well, so you've got a pretty good mix of product available. Do you we do uh, condos isn't a huge part of our our housing, um, but there are con condos, and um, there is 55 and older communities, a few. Um, usually, they come with a pretty large HOA fee per month just what, to maintain the facilities and so forth. What's large? What do you mean by large? What's, what might a dollar oh, not be? $200 a month. Okay. We, um, with all due respect. And a lot of people... 
I was going to say, with all due respect, we have a couple of people in Southern California chuckling at $200 a month being large. I'm uh, sure. I'm but, sure. But it's, it's all relative. So you're saying yes, that if, if everybody is. else is at 50 bucks and 75 bucks, then 200 bucks is large. So that's good you're to right. know. That, that's actually that's very well, good perspective. People like hearing that. Absolutely. And in the in the 55 and older communities, I mean, they're they're active communities, so they, you get a lot for what you pay. Yeah. Um, but with that, I would say you have to want to be in that lifestyle to really mm-hmm. take advantage of those things for mm-hmm. it to make sense okay. for you. Well said. What What about investment properties? Do you Do you see a lot of of that opportunity up there? Well, we we did until the last couple of years. Now buying investment properties, it's um, you really have to want to buy and hold for a long time because your price point is is up over where you're really going to cash flow. Okay, good point. It, uh, oftentimes it's either appreciation or cash flow and you can't have both and in some cases it's it's hard to hard to have either one. You just have to really wait it out. So yeah. that's good to know. Right. So tread lightly. So we're selling you know, we're selling some of those. People are tired of renting or so forth. or um, But not so much. I haven't had an investment buyer for a while. Okay. Interesting. Now, you, you mentioned new construction. Um, is, it, is it meeting demand? I mean, is it, is it able to meet demand? Because a lot of parts of the country mm-hmm. are having a hard time with both labor right. and, and materials. What's the, what's the vibe with yeah. new construction? Yeah, materials have gone up exponentially Um, and no it's not meeting demand there is a quite a bit going on but it's still not meeting demand as I'm I think is pretty much the case everywhere yes now how can you uh, and and actually uh, this question is going to hit home because uh, you're actually helping one of my clients right now I I referred uh, um, referred yes. a client to you last summer, I think it was, or even maybe even last spring, uh-huh. and she's buying yep. buying something that's being constructed. Um, yep. uh, talk about that. How can you help an out-of-state buyer with new construction? Because somebody sells their home here, and they go up there, and they want new construction, and of course they got to find a place to rent, but um, and it takes a long time to build a place. So how can you help them, whether they're up there or still down here or somewhere else, with new construction as it progresses along, inches along? What's your role in that? Right. Well, I, you know, keep them informed of the progress and, you know, lots of times that's taking pictures and sending them to them and let them know how things are progressing. Um, As far as a place to live, your particular client luckily had family in this area, so she's able to stay with family. Um, But trying to find a rental while you wait for a home to be built is a little tough right now. Rentals are in huge demand, Mm -hmm. and they are expensive. Um, I would say maybe a little bit easier to find if you go to one of the outlying areas, even the outlying counties. Do you have any space in your basement that somebody could just live with you for a while when their house is being built? No, uh, no. Dick, I do. I, I hate to 
advertise this all over the country, but I do have a motorhome, and I have had a client staying there for four months this year. Is that right? Okay. So you are a complete realtor. That's, um, i got to say, I have to use the word hilarious. That is a hilarious story. Wow. Okay, not, so there you go. It's not the only one I have, but I won't take up all your time. You... <laughs> You think you have a full, full, uh, uh, what's the word, full service realtor wherever you are? You haven't worked yes. with Sue Wise in Olympia, Washington. <laughs> That's very funny. Um, so, so what you're saying though is very difficult to find a rental, and that would translate to me to say there's no way you're going to get something for less than a one-year lease. Is that fair to say? Um, yeah. Um, occasionally there are places like um, so my client that was staying here she ended up finding a, a place in downtown Olympia that she it was just a little apartment and she got it on a month to month basis okay but that's, um, a, that's a needle in a haystack it is it, it really is and sometimes you might find a six month lease um, but they are pretty hard to come by okay well, do you have any um, any advice for out-of-state buyers coming your way, whether it's new construction or not? Any any uh, you know anything in particular that they should watch out for or approach that they should take? Well, they should plan to have alternative housing. It's like I tell every seller: if you're going to sell your house, you need to have a place to go, and so let's plan for that first. And make sure whether you, you know, maybe have family you can stay with or um, whatever the alternatives might be. You explore those first. And it's not easy to find a rental. I can help with directing people to websites that would have um, rental properties because I don't know about down there, but here there's no one place you can just go and look like the MLS right. for rentals, um, but if you have a list of everything that every place that provides the rentals, that's maybe a better opportunity. And, and that's a that's a uh, an appropriate place to start because you got to have your your home base solidified before you can you know go out foraging for. For food and housing, you got to know that you're going to have a roof yes. over your head in the meantime because you yeah. don't know how long that's going to take. Mm-hmm. So, so there are temporary ahead. things like um, you know, there's a hotel that, like Extended Stay America, that sure. you can rent someplace for at a month at a time. Right. Well, not and a lot of those. No, but that's a good point because sometimes that's what it boils down to is you know they. They have a six-month plan, and and the the construction falls behind, but their escrow is right spot on, so they sell their place on time. But they've got a they got a one-month buffer, and yeah. and there's already somebody in your motorhome, so they can't move in there, so they have to find a <laughs> they have to find somewhere else to go. Right. Um, <laughs> no room at the inn. No no room no room at the RV. I guess would be the. Um, so they would come up there, and, and of course they would, would want to come up there to, you know, for a long weekend ahead of time, just to kind of you know scope the place out and you know get to know you, get to know the area, absolutely, get to know their, what their options are, and and I just go right back to what you're saying about your you're being centrally located. 
there's just so much to do. Uh, if you go up there for a long weekend or a week, you could really, you know, go northeast, west, south, and see a lot of different things. Absolutely, absolutely, and I love to show people around, so they're welcome to come. And there you go. Go on a tour. If there's nobody in the RV, you might even take them up to the uh, peninsula for a week. That's that's good. That's good, good to, <laughs> that's <laughs> you're going to regret telling me that story. That's really, really funny. <laughs> that's amazing. Well, well, thank you for all of this, Sue. All of it, uh, very good information and very um, uh, insightful. Uh, I always like that, and I always love learning more about our agents in our in our network and and the areas that they represent. So. Uh, so thank you very much for joining us this morning, and uh, I hope you enjoyed being on the show because we really enjoyed having you. Absolutely. Thanks so much for the invitation, Dick. I really appreciate it. My pleasure, and I'm sure we'll be talking again very soon, and uh, I hope that we'll take the time to enjoy a meal um, when we uh, hopefully see each other in the spring at our big event down in Arizona. Absolutely. So very much looking forward to that. In the meantime, <laughs> um, best wishes for a beautiful fall. And as you transition into winter, uh, definitely best wishes for that. And I hope your, I hope your year uh, ends up on a positive note. So have an oh, excellent rest of you. your year. Thank you. Thank to you, Dick. I look forward to seeing you. I have family down there, so I'm sure I'll, I'll come visit before too long. Wonderful. Definitely check in when you're here. Okay. Okay. Talk to you soon. Take care. Thanks, Dick. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was Sue Wise from Olympia, Washington, and she, you can tell, is an experienced professional ready to help you land on both feet in the greater Olympia area. And if you'd like me to introduce you to Sue, please feel free to contact me, and I will be happy to hook you up. Uh, and to understand uh, the value of using a realtor known to me and my colleagues, uh, listen to the first episode of the Eyes, uh, the Eyes West podcast. It's called the Eyes West Resource. And it's at the bottom of the list, and you may need to, to click on the quote-unquote older episodes link in order to find it. But to really understand the value of using a realtor um, known to me and my colleagues, take a listen to that episode. To learn a little bit more about me, you can Google me as Dick Crawford Realtor. I'm always available for your real estate needs here in North Orange County, Southern California. And I have trustworthy colleagues throughout Southern California who can help in areas I do not serve. That's all for today. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, be good, be well, be safe. Take care. <laughs>